Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love, hosted by Richard Osler. Um, on our podcast, we're going to talk about affirmation. Affirmation is coming up um, in Salt Lake City, October 7th through 9th. Um, it's in person. Some components will be virtual. So this podcast will focus on affirmation and help you decide if it would be helpful for you to attend so you can better support LGBTQ Latter-day Saints. If you're LGBTQ, that would be a conference that would help you. Um, But to help us understand about affirmation, I have three guests joining me via Zoom that are coming to you in the podcast. Um, The first um, guest I have is Tyler Lefevre. Welcome to the podcast, Tyler. Hey, thanks, Richard. Happy to be here. Tyler has been on a couple of our episodes. If you want to learn more about Tyler's story, he's been on episode 296 and 504. Um, He's a professor at Utah State University, so we would call him Dr. Tyler Lefevre. Um, But he's done wonderful research to help local leaders better support LGBTQ Latter-day Saints. He's also been on Leading Saints podcasts and just a wonderful voice. So he will be on the podcast today talking about affirmation. We also have Cynthia and Paul Winward. Welcome to the podcast, you two. Thanks, Thanks for Richard. Us. This is a married couple. Um, Cynthia Winward and Susan Hinckley host the podcast At Last She Said It. Um, terrific podcast. We'll link to that in the show notes. Cynthia and Susan were on episode 368. Um, they co-wrote the chapter in my book about improving Latter-day Saint culture that's... Um, um, better valuing the voices of women. I thought as a male, I probably n- ought not to write that chapter and get <laughs> women to write that chapter because they have insights that help me better understand how to support um, women, Latter-day Saints. So um, check out that podcast. Um, Paul is the treasurer at Affirmation, and Cynthia is going to be on a panel we'll talk about. And so first, we'll, that's just a little overview of our guests. I hope I haven't confused you. You're going to hear my voice a little bit, but you're going to hear Tyler's voice, Paul's voice, and Cynthia's voice. And all this is focused at um, introducing and inviting you to attend Affirmation, which is in October um, of 2022. And um, first segment we're going to do is just talk about Affirmation. And I thought I'd have Paul do that since he is the treasured Affirmation. For those of you that are not familiar, Paul can do this. And then we'll talk about these three leader sessions that are on Saturday, October 8th. And they're free if you're a local leader. And we'll talk about these three sessions. You can attend at the Salt Lake um, Convention Center, Salt Lake Palace. I believe we're going to talk about a virtual option. So I don't want to give away everything, but we'll just turn it over to Paul to introduce Affirmation. Thanks, Richard. Yeah. I've been the treasurer for Affirmation for a couple of years. Uh, the official title of Affirmation is actually Affirmation, colon. I don't know that that makes any difference, but um, Mormons, families, <clears throat> LGBTQ, Mormons, families, and friends. And it's an organization which is created to identify and create communities of safety, love, and hope and promote understanding, acceptance, and self-determination of individuals of diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and expressions. Um, Affirmation affirms the inherent self-worth of LGBTQIA plus individuals as complete, equal, and valuable persons, and supports them as they define their individual spirituality and intersection with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the vision of Affirmation really is to be a refuge 
to land, heal, share, and be authentic as a person. And uh, my affiliation with affirmation came about as, as Cynthia and I uh, interacted with several people who were on the board at the time. And, and I'm a CPA and have a, a specific skill set with nonprofit organizations. And it just, came to, it just came to be one of those things where I thought, I can help. You know, these are, this is a skill set that not pe- many people have. And it's something that, uh, that I can volunteer and do, use my skill set in a way that isn't, isn't normal, I guess. You know, when you usually serve on a board or, or do something related to a nonprofit organization, you, you, you have the passion for the mission or whatever it is. And I'd certainly have that. I'm not saying that I don't, but uh, the skill set is really the thing that, that allows me to, to be helpful for affirmation. They've got plenty of talented people to run the organization and to drive that vision and mission that I, that I just described. But uh, some of the nuts and bolts behind the scenes, things like doing the accounting, that's something I can do. Well, and can I interrupt for a, a second, sweetheart, since he's my sweetheart, can I, <laughs> can I do that and say that um, it's actually a really touching story and I'll be brief that Lori Lee Hall, who I believe has been on your podcast, Richard, um, she reached out. She knew Paul was a CPA. And so she was anyway, had some accounting questions and was asking um, Paul for some help. And then it was as a result of that, that she said she really felt prompted very strongly to ask Paul to be the treasurer. And I thought, well, that's interesting, but that's very sweet. And Paul accepted it. And then our daughter came out as gay a month later. And so I just want to honor um, Lori Lee Hall in, in, and her um, promptings from the spirit to help Paul and I kind of enter this space um, a little bit more strongly since it was about to become uh, personal for our own family. So I just, I just love that that was her inspiration and it's been nothing but a blessing for Paul, I think, and, yeah. and me as well. Definitely. I love that. This is, um, thanks for sharing a little bit about your family story and Laura, the role of Laura Lee Hall and the work that Paul has expertise in. Obviously, Affirmation's a nonprofit mm-hmm. and needs good accounting management, <laughs> whatever the right vocabulary is to keep everything in line. And it's, um, I'm glad that you're both involved and I'm glad you have a family story that connects you to Affirmation and and to both Cynthia and Paula, just your continued service in our faith community in many circles to help create Zion. To me, Zion is where we come together, not in sameness, but we come together in unity to support and love and help each other mm. our individual yeah. paths. Beautiful. And you guys are perfect examples of that. You're not perfect. I don't you don't <laughs> you don't want to call have me call you perfect, but you're great examples of that. And and Tyler is too. Um, does Tyler do we want Tyler to talk now? Let me just talk really quickly talk about the, the conference and then let, let's have Tyler discuss his session. Okay, so, go for it, Paul. Yeah. If you're interested in attending Affirmations International Conference, you need to go to their website, which is affirmation.org. And right at the top, there is a banner for the registration for the International Conference, which is being held October 7th through the 9th in Salt Lake City. Uh, the theme for this International Conference this year is Rooted in Love which I really like. I, I really think that the, the title has been great. It's the first 
uh, conference that we've been able to have in person live since 2019. Wow. Um, the last two years, we've done them virtually completely due to COVID. But now we're, we're in a place where we, we feel safe enough to get back together. And I think that that's probably one of the most powerful parts about this conference is the opportunity to actually mingle with one another and, um, and really connect uh, in, a, in a meaningful way. The conference is at the Salt Palace Convention Center. And, uh, you know, the focus here today is the fact that there's a church leaders. Uh, a, what do I want to call it? I keep forgetting track. That's what I was tra- thinking of the word. A church leader track that the international conference has always had. And that, inter- that church leader track is free of charge. We encourage any church leader of any position to attend the church leader track on Saturday, October 8th. Um, the first session is going to be one that Tyler can describe here in a second um, about some of his research. The second session will be a panel discussion, which Richard, you alluded to, that Cynthia and I will be moderating. We have a number of guests that will be on the panel. And then the third session is uh, some training called QPR, uh, Suicide Prevention Training. And that is the, that's going to be in the afternoon on Saturday. So the, the, the first two sessions are in the morning. And then the suicide prevention training is in the afternoon. Paul, can you tell us more who counts as a church leader? Like if I'm a second counselor, I, I just, is there any, is it vague or is it specific? If it I'm, is vague. I know if and I'm I a think... bishop, I would be a church leader if I'm early study president, young woman's president. But what if I'm like an advisor to the priest quorum and I just want to figure out this space better? Yeah, I think that... The, the 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 reach of affirmation, especially with its church leader track sessions, are just simply to provide resources, information. Uh, we know in the church, inevitably, you may not have what we call a quote-unquote leadership position currently, but you likely will sometime in the future. And so we want that resource to be available to anyone who's interested. And so you just simply go to the registration tab on the affirmation website. You do need to create a username and account. Just simply identify yourself as a church leader. And if you have the opportunity to attend in person, uh, you'll go to the registration desk and and, uh, check in, and you'll be given a tag that'll allow you to go to the church leader sessions. And and then, as I mentioned, that we're also going to have this online as well. So we'd encourage many of your listeners, if they have church leaders that they think could benefit from this, invite them to go to the Affirmation website, sign up and attend virtually. It'll be great. I love that. I love the invitation to invite church leaders in your ward or stake. And I like the invitation that even if you're not a current quote unquote church leader, you may be, likely will be, and you might have get this training. I wish, obviously, um, I had attended something like this long before I had a young man sit across my desk and tell me he was gay. And I was sort of overwhelmed with what, what are the right things to say and the wrong things not to say. That's a double negative. But I think you got the idea, and I wish I'd had Tyler's training way before I was ever in a position to give counsel to an LGBTQ Latter-day Saint. So I love your invitation, Paul, to to come, even if you're not connected to the space, you may very well be, and it's great to get training in advance. Absolutely. So um, thank you, Paul and Cynthia. Um, Tyler, Dr. Tyler Lefevre, you're on. Got to call you doctor out of respect. I mean, you've got to... <laughs> You have a PhD. 
<laughs> I prefer Tyler. Uh, uh, we'll call you Tyler. Yeah, thanks. I, Richard, I appreciate the introduction. Um, some pieces that listeners might not know is that I identify as queer or gay, either works. Was raised in the church, but I'm married and I'm married to a man. And see myself really in a bridge building position between LGBTQ plus and Latter-day Saint communities. Um, professionally, most of the work that I do is about helping these two groups communicate with each other and understand how can we decrease uh, hostility and help uh, the people who are most vulnerable, particularly LGBTQ plus Latter-day Saints. So my, my goal in like the three minutes that I'm going to talk to you is to convince you why you need to come to Affirmation and what you're going to learn in our hour and a half session in the morning. Uh, and the bottom line of that is that we have done over 50 interviews and gotten quantitative surveys from over a thousand people. And we're anxious to share the data with you that we've learned from LGBTQ plus Saturday Saints, from their parents and from church leaders. The core questions that we're going to answer in the session that I'm going to lead in the morning is how, as a church leader, can I best support LGBTQ plus members of my ward uh, or branch while holding true to the doctrines of the church? We are not interested in challenging doctrines or in engaging with complicated theology. Really, we want to say, so you have the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is so much room in this umbrella that we can do and be better. And in, in that session, we're going to break it up into a few chunks. The first part, we're going to start with what I call an LGBTQ plus 101. So if you are new to this space and are just wondering, what are all these letters and the acronym? What is non-binary? We're going to start you there. Come learn. We'll spell it all out for you in a few minutes. We're going to move on from there to uh, quantitative research I've done with over a thousand LGBTQ plus Latter-day Saints. So what do we know about these people? Who are they? What are the different ways that they live their lives? What are the things that we've found to be most helpful for their health and well-being? The bulk of the session then is going to be focused on a study that we did in the last year where we interviewed LGBTQ plus Latter-day Saints about their experiences with church leaders. And we said, Teach us. Tell us what's gone well with church leaders. Tell us what hasn't gone well. And we came up with uh, the, the participants gave us <clears throat> a variety of things that they found helpful and unhelpful in interactions with church leaders. So we're anxious to share what we found there. And then we're going to ask you to share with us. We are doing another study, which Richard can maybe link to in show notes, that will uh, the, to get the perspectives of church leaders in their ministry of saying, like, what have you learned in your ministry? And we want to hear your voices. And that will be part of the, the session that we'll do in the morning. And then we'll wrap up with another blip from the study we did about uh, LGBTQ plus teens and their parents, because that's a particularly vulnerable group. And lessons we've learned about how to build positive relationships with LGBTQ plus teens. So our hope is that we are we have lots of data and we're not interested in overwhelming with numbers. We are hoping you will walk away from our hour in the morning with really concrete things that you can do as a parent, as a church leader, as someone who loves and supports LGBTQ plus people within a, the framework of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was really helpful, Tyler. Just a question that came to my mind is, okay, you know, could should I attend this as a parent? Um, do the principles yeah. apply if I'm trying to prepare as a parent for a possible LGBTQ kid? Let's say I just have little toddlers. 
um, <laughs> as well as a local leader that's trying to prepare to do the right thing in their stewardship responsibility. Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So I think the principles are applicable across anyone who's ministering, who's not LGBTQ+, who's engaging with someone who is. I know that there are also wonderful sessions that will be happening at the same time for parents. Okay. So not wanting to pull people away, but I think if you're a church leader and parent, this could be a really good like double hitter where you can apply principles to your relationships at home and to your ministry to people in your ward, branch, or state. And um, I hope leader, you know, when I stepped in this space, I thought everybody that was in a same-sex marriage was want everybody to leave the church and was um, sort of wanted the church to fail and our doctrine to change. And there certainly are people outside of the church that feel that way. But I recognize after meeting with hundreds of people that there's a lot of range of feelings. And I hope you caught at the beginning of Tyler's segment, um, this isn't Tyler's not out to change doctrine, debate doctrine. He's just saying, given the framework we are operating in, what can we do to better support LGBTQ Latter-day Saints? And what does the research tell us um, that are the best things to do? And so that really draws me to the content that Tyler's been developing and sharing along with Sam and others um, that is very much supportive of the church, but just how can we improve the experience for LGBTQ Latter-day Saints? I don't think the content says everybody should leave the church. I don't think. <laughs> no, thanks for church. Yeah, there's so much room in the gospel to be loving and supportive in a way that isn't challenging testimonies. It's not challenging words of living prophets. It's saying the gospel actually gives us the reason to be understanding and supportive. So some will step away from the church and some will choose to stay. But Tyler doesn't have an agenda to sort of. And um, this, these leader sessions, if some of your concerned that, you know, is there an agenda here to pull everybody in a certain direction? I don't think you'll feel that at these leader sessions. Um, that's the goal is to give you tools to support people within the doctrine and framework of the church. So does anybody want to comment more on this first session before we go to the next one? Okay, then the next one, that's just the time frame on that. It's 9.30 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Um, on Saturday, October 8th. And of course, we'll link to this in the show notes. But now we're going to talk about the next section, which is called Church Leaders Ministering to LGBTQ Plus Members that starts at 11 a.m. So Cynthia, Paul, or Tyler, whoever's going to introduce that one. Yeah, so that session is just meant to be a session where we uh, have a panel discussion and we're going to discuss various topics that are experienced by church leaders. And the panel is going to be made up of a number of people and Cynthia, why don't you introduce those people? I, I think the goal is always for these leader panels is to expose the leaders to a wide variety of individuals um, in, in the church who have space in this community, whether it's as an ally like you, Richard, and, and myself and Paul, or um, as uh, Paul and I are also parents of a gay daughter. So we have experience there. But we also have, well, Tyler is going to be on the committee, hence why he's also on this uh, phone call as well, um, in addition to his previous session. So, I mean, Tyler will will represent, you know, the G in the LGBTQ. And um, we're going to have Megan Decker, and she's become a fabulous friend of mine, and she uh, represents the L. She's a, a gay woman who is in a mixed orientation marriage. And she is probably one of the most articulate women I know 
is has written a beautiful book that you can get at Deseret Book. Um, I believe it's Leaves of Hope, Leaves Unsee. Now I'm going to feel terrible saying Tender, it. I just finished the book. Tender Leaves of Hope. Tender Leaves of Hope. Thank you, Richard. Just because I have it printed out. The title. Yeah, okay, good. So we're going to have Megan, and then we're also going to have Valerie Nicole, Nicole Green on, and she is a trans woman, so she represents the T. So we're hoping that, you know, between having parents and allies and um, a, a bishop like you, Richard, who who struggled with this and ministered to others, and, and Tyler with his research and his personal um, experiences, I really hope there's something here for every leader, whether they just became a bishop five minutes ago and and all of a sudden they're thrown into this space where they're like, I I I just need to understand how do I minister to the youth? You know, bishops are usually over um the youth more than maybe a relief society president would be. So, you know, that's who we're hoping to reach is any leader who has questions um and who just who wants to work within the doctrine of our church and at the same time um be able to extend love and grace and hope to different families that this affects. That was great, Cynthia. More comments on this session. Paul's talking, but he's on mute. Now he's laughing. <laughs> Cynthia's yeah, laughing at Paul. <laughs> I forgot I hit it on, I put it on mute. I think the only thing I'd add is just, you know, what Cynthia has identified is that we, we want to make sure that we give everybody an opportunity to discuss the items, the questions that are commonly experienced. And so this panel is going to have a, a number of questions or topics pre, pre-prepared Good. Um, that we will be able to, you know, provide real life experiences and real life uh, stories about and, and give those tools to, to the church leaders to make sure that they do, do what you do, Richard, listen, learn, and love these, these children of God, our brothers and sisters. More comments about this. Um, Thanks for, um, Cynthia, I want to give Cynthia a shout out. Um, at last she said at podcasts that we've mentioned, you've had a lot of queer women on the podcast. Um, why have you mm-hmm. felt impressed? And this just, I think it's wonderful you're doing that. Why have you felt impressed to do that? Well, we're just trying to amplify a variety of voices of, of women who call the LDS church their home. And for many queer women, that presents particular challenges um, and, and for women in general, I, I do, uh, I'll be honest, I struggle as, as a woman in a patriarchal church. Sometimes it's really difficult for me as well. I mean, even today, Paul and I were in sacrament meeting today and we sang that beautiful hymn for our sacrament. Um, God loved us. So he sent his son and there's a, a verse in the song that says in word and deed, he will require my will to his like son to sire. And I just quietly under my breath today said like daughter, because I don't identify as being a son. That's not who I am. I, it's harder for me to sing those lyrics for a lot of women. I can understand they're okay with singing, you know, my will to his like son to sire. I'm not. And so I don't make a big deal about it. I just kind of quietly said under my breath, Paul's the only one that heard. 
you know, as I sang that beautiful hymn and it's so beautiful, um, I just changed a little word, you know, here and there to make it more applicable to me. And so that's kind of what Susan and I try to do on our podcast is we're just trying to highlight the different ways um, that church can be difficult for women, whether that's a straight cis woman like myself or for queer women, for single women, um, divorced women, widowed women, I mean, uh, women of color. Uh, I'm a Latina woman, but, you know, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty gringo looking. So, you know, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of challenges there. But, um, but that's part of my heritage too. And so I, I saw racism in my own family growing up within the church and that was difficult on my mother. So um, yeah, it's, it's a space that I feel passionately about. And I feel like that helped me, it led me really easily, quickly into this space of being a mother of a gay daughter where I felt like, okay, this is what it feels like to be marginalized. and that already kind of planted those seeds of empathy within me. And I found it very easy um, while being a fully practicing member of the church uh, to step into this space of being an ally. So I really hope as people attend uh, this session in person or virtually at affirmation that they can just, I think as long as you have curiosity be curious about other people's experiences, whether it's something small, like I said, like just changing a word in a hymn uh, to make my worship experience in the sacrament today more applicable, or being able to reach out to, you know, a 15-year-old girl in, uh, in the Young Women's Program who's just come out and wants to know how she can still play a part in the church. I just think like like your the title of your podcast, Richard, just gosh, can we listen? Yeah. And I'm willing to learn and and always willing to love. So it it's so doable, so doable to reach out to marginalized folks. Thank you for that segment, Cynthia. And listeners, you know, as I've read Cynthia and Susan's work, listen to their podcast, I sometimes get I'm uncomfortable and I've learned to sit with that. And is it changes I need to make in my own attitudes and perceptions to grow and create Zion so that women feel like they fully belong? So I've learned to sit with being uncomfortable sometimes and and look inward and say, is these attitudes or impressions or conclusions that I need to get beyond the massive iron gates? I like Elder Uchtdorf's. How often has the Holy Spirit tried to mm-hmm. tell us something, but we couldn't get past the massive iron gate? of what we thought we already knew. And I learned listening to men um, is not going to get me to the finish line of how to fully help women and not just belong, but use their gifts to help create Zion and queer members um, and their contributions to help us make Zion. And so this is sort of the what um, Sus- Cynthia and Susan's ministry is and what Tyler is doing and Paul's doing. And and we're all kind of in this together. And many of you as listeners are trying to do the same thing in your circle of influence. And so I'm grateful for your work, Cynthia. I wish I had um, been aware of the things I'm learning from you much earlier in my life and hope that I can continue to learn. Um, so we invite you to come to the panel. That's at 11 o'clock. And um, I think that'll be helpful. 
then there'll probably be, there's a break because the next thing coming up is two o'clock and that's the QPR suicide prevention. That's also free for church leaders. And um, that's just, I don't know if some of you have been QP, I think Tyler has. Do you want to introduce that, Tyler? Or does anybody want to sort of, maybe Tyler's nodding his head. I'll turn that over to Tyler. Yeah, yeah, I'll start and then we can pass it to Paul after. I uh, So my training is as a psychologist and I am a licensed therapist. And in that training, we often share with people how to respond when someone that they love expresses suicidal ideation. And the goal of this training is both kind of theoretical to say, like, how should, how should you be when someone comes to you and says, I've been thinking about killing myself? And then pragmatically, what can you do? Like, what are the step, best steps to take when someone says that? Uh, I, I really love the format of QPR. It's, QPR itself stands for question, persuade, and then refer. And the training is meant to help give you, give people practical tools because it can be really overwhelming when you're not trained as a counselor and someone is talking about suicide. Um, it can be overwhelming to know exactly how to respond. So that's what I've got. And I'll pass it along to Paul to fill in the gaps. No, Tyler, that's great. I think that represents exactly what we're here. We're, we're there to what, why this, this session is available to church leaders is because oftentimes they are in the position of, of interviewing, of meeting with members, oftentimes youth, who are seeking out some spiritual guidance, oftentimes from their church leader. And they're struggling with many things that, and some of those come from just the doctrine of, of, of what we know and what the doctrine is and struggling with how that represents them and their, their experience in this life. And uh, as a church leader, I think it's a valuable tool for you to have these, this type of, of training to understand the difficulties that, the, that these youth especially are going, or, or not always, but can experience as they, they, they begin to understand who they are and their sexual identity or their gender identity and, and how to manage that within a church that has some pretty strong gender norms and yet wants to fulfill the mission that they have here in this world. That was great. Cynthia, do you have anything to add on QPR or anything? I don't, but I want to be trained in it, so I'm excited for it. Um, I just think this is great training. I, I remember, and I'm not sure this is part of QPR, but I had an aha moment where someone said, you know, if you ask somebody the question, this comes back to you, Paul, in, in a one-on-one -on -one interview situation, and you ask the question, could you hurt yourself? Um, that isn't the best, that, and that tells that person you're safe enough to open up to, yeah, I'll hurt myself, versus a better question is, are, are you considering suicide? Because um, then it opens up the door that this person is safe to open up with the realities of what I'm thinking or what I'm planning. So I've learned um, just, I've asked that question a lot to people in my circle of, you know, are you suicidal? Do you have a plan? Tell me about your plan. And I've recognized some professionals, and I don't have any clinical training in this area, academic training, that that doesn't cause someone that's not suicidal to become suicidal. Um, but you want to be a safe person. So you have to ask these questions of, so that you communicate your safe service and it can really handle the reality of what they're feeling by asking these kind of questions. And so I don't know if that's even part of QPR. Somebody just taught me that along the way, but 
that was very insightful for me and very helpful. So, yeah, I think that's the cue in question, right? Richard is asking questions and being honestly interested in what the answers are, not just a checkbox, right? I'm going to ask, ask this question and hopefully you answer yes or no, depending on which the variable is supposed to be, but asking the tough question, right? Are you actually suicidal? Not could you hurt yourself? That, that's a much more in-depth and much more probing question. And one that is going to get probably a pretty honest response from someone. Um, uh, we're kind of coming, listeners, we're going to have a 30 to 40 minute podcast. Don't be shocked, but no one here is telling their full story. Our usual, our usual format is where somebody bravely comes on the podcast and shares their story. And those are usually our, <laughs> but I think we all set the goal to kind of keep this at 30 to 35 minutes, which is kind of where we're at. Um, yep. Any concluding comments from anybody? I'll jump in. Good. And I, we've mentioned this along the way, but our goal is to invite everyone to come and see what you can take away from the session. So if you're a church leader, come. If you're LGBTQ+, invite your church leaders to come or come yourself. If you're a parent, a sibling, someone who cares and wants to know more, come. This is a really great space to just interact with people to know and get to know people who are dealing with the same kinds of questions and issues that you might be dealing with. And the virtual component of that just opens up all sorts of you as a ward council. If you don't, we'd invite you to come to the salt palace as a ward council, but if you all wanted to huddle, I'm just brainstorming, you know, think about how best to do this. You could have the whole ward council at someone's home and cook pancakes and turn into these sessions and, then discuss the things you're learning as a ward council or as a young woman's presidency, as a young men's presidency. There's just lots of things. Obviously, if you're a listener in the UK or um, in a different time zone, then um, it just opens the door because you can't physically be at Salt Lake and you could um, tune into this virtual. Um, and I don't know if we decided if this can be recorded for later viewing. Did anybody decide that? Does anybody know that off the top of their head? I don't, but maybe we'll put that in the show notes, Richard, where we can identify whether it is. I know that it's going to be translated. The, the large sessions are going to be translated into Spanish, and the sessions that we're discussing specifically will be available as well. So if you have Spanish-speaking members of, the, of your church or ward, you know, ward or branch or even stake, um, they could certainly be involved as well. So um, that concludes our episode. The things we'll put in the show notes. Um, Tyler mentioned a link. Um, we're going to put that in the show notes about his research. Obviously, we're going to put the link to affirmation and how to register. I want you to have a link to Last She Said It podcast. If you're not familiar with Cynthia and Susan's, they didn't want me to do that. They didn't come on to plug their podcast, but it's a terrific podcast. So I'm proactively plugging their podcast. And as Paul mentioned, we'll also let you know in the show notes. Um, so you can read in the show notes that we, um, if this will be recorded, so you can view the leader sessions later. Any closing comments, anybody? All right. Well, this is Richard Osler, Tyler Lefevre, Paul, and Cynthia Winward signing off from another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love. <laughs>